Hello and welcome to the Tuesday, January 31st, 2023 edition of the Sands and its Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. I put up a quick diary today with some of these sort of DNS over HTTP or HTTPS requests that I've been observing lately. It looks like there is a group out there that is still trying to enumerate the DNS over HTTPS servers. We, of course, all know the big ones like your Googles and Cloudflares and such offering the service. But what I suspect here is that there are individuals who are trying to get a trusted DNS service going and who don't have access due to some countrywide block lists and such to the well-known DNS over HTTPS services. So I think that's why I'm seeing that. So far, pretty much all of the lookups are for Baidu.com. If you do run a DNS over HTTPS service that's accessible uh, to the public, maybe you set it up for friends and family and uh, didn't really bother or weren't quite able based on dynamic IPs and such to uh, lock it down. I don't think that's something you have to be too worried about. I suspect that all they're really after is sort of an anonymizing uh, DNS service. So probably not going to cause too much harm other than maybe some uh, resource exhaustion there if the requests become too many and then some rate limiting uh, may help there. I started uh, sending back some valid answers myself just to see what else is coming but after a day so far uh, not much other than just some simple probes. If anybody has any other ideas well uh, let me know and uh, maybe there is uh, more uh, to it. Let me go to Two news items actually related to GitHub. Uh, the first one, probably the more severe one here is that GitHub detected beginning of December an unauthorized access to a repository for the development of its GitHub desktop and Atom uh, products. Well, the problem here is that uh, due to this unauthorized access, encrypted code signing certificates were exfiltrated. So they were encrypted, so they weren't immediately usable, but uh, GitHub, and that's a good thing, they went ahead now and invalidated these certificates. The problem here is you have to upgrade GitHub Desktop and Atom before February 2nd, uh, because otherwise, well, uh, the certificates will no longer uh, verify. So make sure you do that and that affects GitHub desktop for Mac and Atom. The second issue, well, uh, from a security point of view, maybe not quite as severe, but certainly uh, caused some issues uh, today. And that's that GitHub uh, changed the algorithm being used for zipped downloads. So what usually happens is if you do have a release file that an author published for a particular uh, software package, they publish a tar file and then you download a zipped tar file from GitHub. And the zipping is done by GitHub. But the author of the package typically provides a signature or a hash of the file. The problem is that today GitHub changed the algorithm it uses for creating these zip files. So the zip files are slightly different, which means the signatures no longer verify. This apparently 
most affected things like, for example, uh, Mac ports and homebrew and such, uh, which are package managers that heavily rely on downloading uh, these zipped archives uh, from uh, GitHub. And now, of course, their signature is no longer verified and the package manager refused to install any packages. Nothing malicious happening here. It's just one of those uh, software glitches and apparently GitHub is going to undo it. Uh, so by the time you listen to this, it may no longer be an issue. Just from a security point of view, you always do want to verify downloaded file as soon as possible. So like an you know, option would be to just get the signature for the tar file. But you know, there are some issues in unzipping untrusted code. For example, sometimes you have this directory traversal vulnerabilities can be used to overwrite arbitrary files and such uh, when you're unzipping files. So uh, always best to do a validation of the zip file before you unzip it. So this is sort of why this is not a, there's no quick solution here for this other than for uh, GitHub to stay consistent in the algorithms they're using. And Facebook had an interesting two-factor authentication bypass, actually something I think they had a couple of years ago already in a development site, at least sounds uh, very uh, similar. The problem here is when you're trying uh, to do a two-factor authentication or the original uh, version actually was for the password reset, you have to acknowledge a number that is being sent to you via SMS. Now, don't want to talk about SMS weaknesses. That's not really the point here. The problem is that they're sending you a six-digit number and then they're not rate-limiting how fast you can actually check that number leading to a relatively straightforward uh, brute force attack. If you are implementing uh, some kind of uh, two-factor authentication, Treat that second factor like a password, do your lockouts, limit the number of attempts, do some rate limiting, just like you would do for a password prompt. It's really no different. And then in exploits and vulnerabilities, we do have a write-up and exploit for the recent Fortinet vulnerability. It was, I guess, patched mid-December. So uh, that's something you definitely uh, need to get ahead of. And secondly, also QNAP released patches for its storage devices. And again, fixing some remote code execution of vulnerabilities. Don't expose those things if you can and avoid it at all costs, and uh, then, of course, now keep them up to date. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for everybody who is liking and giving this podcast good reviews. And thanks for all the feedback. Also, if you have any stories that I missed that I should have covered, let me know. Let me know so I know really what people are interested in and what I should cover. So thanks and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.